Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. And we're continuing on our uh, principle that we've been talking about, the Ecclesia principle of results-based reality. That's really how we need to function. We've looked at a number of scripture. Uh, Jesus said in Luke 7 that wisdom is justified by its children. In Matthew 12, uh, he said either make the tree good and its fruit good, the tree bad and the fruit bad. He said a tree is known by its fruit. And we also read yesterday from Galatians 6, 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. All of these verses show us the concept of a results-based reality. Wisdom justified by its children. Fruit, the tree is known by its fruit. What you sow is what you reap. You know, one of the examples that uh, I used with my kids uh, when they were growing up, you know, they're now uh, getting ready. Matter of fact, they've uh, just turned 24 and 28. And with that, they were, they were both into sports, both boys, and both active. And so one of the things that I did, I didn't break anything, but I took a baseball bat because they both played baseball. And just even when they were little kids, they loved it. And I took it, and I, I would move it like this, holding you know, the end of the bat where you know you, you, the handle, and, and I would move it around. And I'd say, now, you know, I said, at this point, I said, the only thing I'm touching is this end. But then I went, and I didn't actually hit it, but I did it toward a lamp. I said, now, I'm just moving my hand right here. I said, but look at where the end of the bat is. And I said, now, if I keep going, I said, what am I going to hit? They said, you're going to hit the lamp. I said, if I hit the lamp, what will happen? They said, you'll break it. I said, yeah. I said, here's the thing. A lot of people want to do this. Oh, I didn't know it was going to bust that. There's two ends of the stick. One end of the stick is your choices. The other end of the stick is the consequences. But you reap what you sow. What you do with this end determines what happens with the other end. Another way to put it, that's a results-based reality. <laughs> the bottom line is, if that end hits the lamp, you shouldn't have went like this, right here. And I said, what you have to do, your approach isn't about, well, I didn't mean to do that. I said, your approach has to be, how do I keep from doing it? You have to think ahead in that piece. Because what you do here, you can figure out what, where that other end's going to go. You can actually figure it out. And I said, you have to make sure you don't bust the lamp. And out of that, I was probably the only one, well, one son busted a window, uh, and then I put a hole in the drywall myself. But that's another story. But anyway, while I was playing with them, playing baseball, but in the house while my wife was away. And anyway, we were waiting to see what she was going to do when she got home. We, we acted like nothing had happened. <laughs> but she saw it right off. 
But with this, dealing with the results-based reality, our society, as I have said, is dealing more with a fantasy. Let's pass stuff. Let's, let's pass legislation. Let's implement policies with having no idea of what it will do. Let's pass policies. Let's implement procedures without looking at any information we have that might tell us how things would go. You know, we talked earlier in the week about the whole gender, gender identity. You know, I actually spoke um, at a school board meeting locally, and in it, I, I actually made this statement. I said, this is a phrase that I never thought I would be making. I said, because I've gotten sick of hearing it. Follow the science. <laughs> you know, during all of COVID, follow the science. And uh, I wished they would have followed the science. But with that, I said, DNA tells us that there's two genders. Statistics tell us that people that struggle with their gender identity do not get better by being freer with that and by expressing it more. As a matter of fact, statistics tell us that their depression increases and that their suicidal tendencies increase. We have that information already, but we have to build back better. We have to have a new culture without God and without his boundaries. And, and at that juncture, we, we could use those statistics to at least begin initially to go, uh, move in that direction is not actually going to help people. All the numbers are bad. But see, here's the problem with the social engineers and the ones that have bought into the lie. Well, that's only because of those of you <laughs> that don't agree with us. You see, you're the one making them feel bad. You are the one that's skewing the results. If you weren't around, the results would be different. If you didn't voice your views, the results would be different. We just, we believe that. We have no basis for it. We have no information on it. Uh, there are no statistics that would prove that. But that's what we believe because that, that fits our social engineering mode. And that's largely what we're dealing with. And, and we, we have to understand that. And one of the things that... Uh, you, you can't get bogged down in the numbers so much because, in all honesty, most people are emotionally based. Matter of fact, all of us are uh, based on new, new studies that they have. We're, we're more emotional than we are analytical. Even the most analytical among us are actually more influenced by their emotions than the analysis that they do. But anyway, that aside, what you sow is what you reap. This, this results-based reality versus the fantasy world. Fantasy doesn't work. And so many of our things today with the, uh, with the implementation of things in, 
in so many areas, in family, in culture, policies that are being implemented, healthcare. The, the bottom line is we need to begin to say, what is your proof of that? What are the numbers? See, too often, we are the ones trying to make our point. The bottom line is we really need to, you show me that that's good. You show me that the numbers are not otherwise. Because the numbers are there. Show me some good numbers. You're the one wanting to move it this way. Show me that those numbers work. You see, it's like this. A number of years ago, I had a, a, a state delegate and Sadly, we're, we're not very far advanced from where we were then, and that's probably been 20 years ago. The state delegate sat down and said, said, what's one of the biggest things you think we should be working on uh, in Richmond? I said, school choice. School choice. Uh, uh, actually, a better term today is educational freedom because there's some other policies that have been put out that educational freedom because so many different kids have certain needs that um, school choice doesn't necessarily solve the problem. It really needs to be more of an educational freedom uh, because if somebody has special needs, well, they don't need the same thing that this person needs. They're, they need more than a choice. They need a freedom in that. But anyway, that aside. But the statement that he made to me when I said that was, Oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, you know, they will complain that the, um, that the public school system will just shut down if we give people that. And I told him, I said, you see, I said, here's part of the problem. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, y'all tried to prove so much stuff. You tried to answer how that it won't. And I said, you're missing one of the greatest opportunities that you have. I said, when they say, oh, no, we can't do that, the school systems you know, would shut down. I said, you need to look at them in shock and go, really? You think the public schools are so bad, you think, <laughs> that they are so bad that if we give people a choice to do something else, they will leave it in a heartbeat and the whole thing will collapse. I didn't think it was that bad. But you really think it's that bad? If we give them a choice, they'll abandon it that quickly? Well, we need to look and see how bad it really is. And so often, we miss opportunities to, uh, because we're the ones trying to prove everything. And they'll throw something out, and then you know, it's like throwing a dog a ball. Here we are trying to work on something, and so in order to distract us, they go, well, what about this? And just throw the ball, and we go running off after it, trying to prove it. Here it is. Here it is. And they're, they're still the ones being the master. No, at that part, just let that ball go. No. You think it's that bad? Prove to me it's not. Otherwise, then there's no problem doing this. You see, with this, we, we need to take an entirely different position, results-based reality. Show us why you would think that. I'm not going to try to prove that it wouldn't. 
You can't disprove a negative. I'm not going to try to disprove that the school system wouldn't collapse. I'm just saying people ought to have a choice. People ought to have the freedom to educate their children in the best way possible for their child because no one knows their child better than them. We need to empower the parents. The parents need to have a voice in the education of their children. And you see what a lot of people are doing today? Yeah, but they, they're, they're not taking it. Would that parents were? Would that parents were doing this? Well, they set it up and basically said, we really don't want you to be involved, so y'all just go over there. And now, well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They created it. What we have to do, you see, the thing of it is, if you tell somebody, I'm going to take care of this for you, then they tend to not pay attention to it. We have to have a system because when people have, quote, skin in the game, then at that point they begin to pay more attention to it. It has to be set up so that there is responsibility on parents. It just is. And then at that point, it, yeah, there will be a lot of problems starting off just like with anything. But over time, you would see more and more people would rise to the level of responsibility that they're called to. Because I'm, I'm convinced, typically, there are exceptions to this. Believe me, there are exceptions to this. But by and large, the overwhelming majority of people, it is a true exception, the overwhelming majority of people love their kids. Love their kids. And if actually given a real opportunity to have a impact that matters rather than just something that is uh, ceremonial. Well, let's have a conversation, but then you, teacher, you're going to do whatever you want to do. Rather than something ceremonial, that there is a legitimate involvement and requirement of the parents. You'll see parents rise to that occasion. God bless you. We'll see you next week.